The following program is produced by Sage Advertising and Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio has helped thousands of listeners make the right decisions when buying homes or refinancing. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hi, everybody. Peter Padilla here on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for joining us on a very nice Wednesday. Still, it's a hot one outside. Wow. Unbelievable how hot it can be in northern Nevada. But thank goodness we have the nighttime. And boy, at nighttime, it is fantastic, cooling down to about 60 degrees, enjoying the weather. When they talk about the dog days of summer, they do talk about July and August because two months back-to-back, 31 days, hot all the way. We're enjoying this nice break from winter, aren't we? Hey, last week on Nevada Real Estate Radio, we were talking about credit repair and how important that is to you. Well, we're going to continue that conversation today. We have some other items that are going to help you get ready to get in line to get a mortgage so that you can purchase a home, whether it's a primary residence or investment property. But, you know, a lot of people think that credit reports are published in a certain way, and that's just that they are. They're not really a Bible of a sort because it keeps changing all the time. Last week, we were talking about the blended credit reports that we're going to be seeing starting in September of 2016. Just to reiterate a little bit, the blended credit reports now not only look at your payment history, but other things that are maybe more subtle like how much do you make your payment for when you send money in on your credit card? Do you pay the full amount? Do you pay more than 10%, more than 20%, or do you pay it all off? Well, the credit companies are now going to analyze the way that people do pay their bills, and that's going to have an impact on somebody's credit score. I would suspect that if people make only the minimum payment on their credit card every month, even though they make it on time, they may not be getting as high of a credit score as if they paid more than the minimum payment. However, like I mentioned at the close of the last show, if you make the entire payment 100% every month on your credit card, surely that's not going to give you the highest score either because credit card companies and credit finance companies, when they look at a credit score, they actually look at it as a credit opportunity score. In essence, they want to give the highest credit to the people that use the most credit effectively and um, and reasonably, right? You pay your bills on time. You don't go too far and too close to the high limit of your credit card. You want to keep that high limit down lower, but all of those things now are going to have much more impact than they did before. So today on Nevada Real Estate Radio, we're going to talk a little bit about credit scores and how to keep your credit score as high as possible. Later in the show, we're also going to have Dave Washburn joining us to talk about hard money lending and how you can use hard money effectively to purchase real estate for investment purposes. And uh, in a little bit, we're also going to hear from Ron Bell. Ron is the president of the Reno Real Estate Investors Club, and I enjoy going every month, first Tuesday of the month. We'll have a little bit of an invite and know more about the Reno Real Estate Investors Club from Ron Bell here in just a little bit. Did want to talk a little bit about what the credit score breakdown looks like. You know, there's all sorts of scorecards today, but here's some of the standards for today. Your payment history actually counts for about 35% of your 
total score. Now it's looking at your past delinquencies, what your debt ratio is, and that's effectively where your ratio types are, whether they're for installment loans, credit card loans, mortgages, etc. The credit scores also look at what kind of credit that you have. Just like I mentioned, there are several different kinds, installment, there are a credit card debt, there is a finance debt, uh, mortgage payment, uh, auto loans. They all have a little bit of a different impact on your score, but you'll get the best score if you have a variety of types of credit on your credit report because it shows that you can manage different aspects of the credit world. So it's all based really on your prior payment history. Now they also look always, of course, on late payments, defaulted accounts. And then you get into the public section, public file section of your credit report. And ladies and gentlemen, I have to tell you, this is one of the most overlooked areas of credit reports in all the time that I've worked with credit reports that I find people just miss. Public records. You'll be surprised how many people, if I told you, came to see me in the last five to 10 years that were shocked because they looked at their credit report and they said, hey, wait a minute, I don't have a lien against my house or my business. And hey, no, that wasn't me. I did not default on this payment. So this lien that's in my name, I have no idea. Now, there are other times when people have come to me and we see those things on their credit report and they seem to have a slight memory that might you know, involve that lien or judgment. But when you go back five years, 10 years or more, it's hard to remember. I was pleased to help many people do the research and dig it out, find out how that got on their credit report. And many times what happens is someone will perhaps not get their payment on time. And instead of notifying a customer or a consumer that they're late on their payment, uh, the creditor may choose to just send it to the credit card company or the credit reporting company as a bad debt late payment and if they are such so inclined they might even file a lien or a judgment against your business for something that may be a minor thing but if it doesn't get to you for whatever reason it goes on your record in the public files and then when you do try to get a mortgage let's say years afterwards only to discover that somebody has put a lien on you for a payment that maybe was overlooked or is even incorrect I had a gentleman who came to see me a few years back. He wanted to buy a house. He's a veteran. And he had a little issue on his credit report. There was a lien from a publishing company that he had done business with that showed that he owed some huge number like eight or $9,000 for advertising that he had purchased from this publication company. Well, he asked him about the publication company. He said, Peter, they're out of business. In fact, they filed bankruptcy and the whole thing is over. So I don't know why it's on my credit report. I thought the bankruptcy would clean it up. Well, that's one of the fallacies that many people have in their minds about credit, ladies and gentlemen, is that if you go to an attorney and you are talking to them about a bankruptcy, and if you decide to do the bankruptcy, you have to make sure that every issue is going to be taken care of because it might come back to haunt you. That's what happened to this gentleman. His attorney told him that the bankruptcy would take care of all of the old debts and he's going to be nice and clean, ready to move on with his life. Well, not so. That company that we're talking about, they put a lien on his, uh, uh, on his property and they uh, issued a judgment as well for over $9,000. When he came to talk to me about a mortgage and it came up on his credit report, I advised him, 
No bank is going to want to give you a mortgage with that outstanding judgment for $9,000. Here was the problem. The company was out of business. The company had filed bankruptcy. But our client, he was stuck. A veteran wanting to buy a home. He's got everything in order, but he has that one public record that is the issue. Well, what he did is he came to talk to me, and I helped him do the research, make the contacts, backtrack. It was almost like a forensic analysis of his credit history that got him into problem. We were able to go all the way back and find one of the principal owners of the company that did go bankrupt, and that person gave us the name of the attorney that they had used during the bankruptcy. We checked the rulings, and we found out that even though the company had filed bankruptcy, it had just prior to that issued the lien. So the lien was technically still in effect. And because of the bankruptcy, the way that it was put together, it was possible that other monies would come in that would help satisfy some of the creditors. Well, creditors, well, that's where this particular client situation came in. The bankruptcy court wanted that $9,000 before they would release that lien. We were able to convince the bankruptcy court along with all of the parties concerned that our borrower just didn't have the money. And quite frankly, that advertising should never have been sold to our client because he was already in arrears for 90 days and they just kept tacking it on and tacking it on. So it was obvious there was no way that they were going to get that money. Long and the short, the bankruptcy court settled for just under $1,000 to release the lien. Our borrower was able to get his credit report cleaned up and the lien was now noted as released. And within just a couple of months later, our borrower Our home buyer, our veteran, who wanted to take advantage of the VA loan, was ready to move forward with his mortgage because we paid great attention to his credit report and helping clean up that dreaded public record file. If you have any questions about your credit report, want information from me, help from our company on improving your credit, call us anytime after the show, 775-786-5500. One five. Let's talk about the Reno Real Estate Investors Club. A lot of people that are new in the business of being investors or realtors themselves, they don't have the benefit of time in the box, and they've got to, got to close transactions now. So that's why we encourage people to join us at the Reno Real Estate Investors Club. No matter what part of the business you're in or if you just want to get started in buying real estate as an investor, it's a great way to accelerate your learning process because you have all these years of knowledge and experience behind the other members of the organization. It's a great place to network and chit-chat and make new friends. And we've had just great experiences attending the Reno Real Estate Investors Club. It's held every month, the first Tuesday of the month, 6 p.m. at the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Now, the meeting that we went to was just last night, but by the time people listen to our program today, it's only going to be a few weeks, so I'm going to encourage them, again, to visit our website, nevadarealestateradio.com, get information on Reno Real Estate Investors Club, or you can just connect with Ron Bell. He's the president of the group, and Ron, why don't you give us your contact information? You know, the luxury of saying, just Google me, Ron Bell Reno, I'll show right up. I know it. You know, your first name should be Google. <laughs> Google Ron Bell. You're the Ron Bell that I think about when I Google Ron Bell Realtor in Northern Nevada. Great organization. You guys have been running that for a good little while now. It's not new. It's funny you say guys. It's one of those things where, you know, we started in a pizza place, gosh, 12 years ago or so, and 
all of a sudden it was disbanding. I thought, well, I either glue it back together or the thing's going to disband. And mm-hmm. I ask, as you know, every month in the newsletter, please, everybody help out. Can you bring some speakers? Can you bring some news? And of course, you know, guess who ends up arranging everything? You, of but course. I, I think that's the nature of a lot of these clubs from what I hear. So yeah. I'm just happy. It's, as you say, that everybody learned a lot last night. And mm-hmm. if people educate themselves, I'm, I'm happy for them. Yeah, you know it. And you know it. And you do a great service to the community, Ron. And, and, uh, I'm encouraging everybody to join us there again next month. We also have in the studio today Dave Washburn. He's talking about the benefits and opportunities to use hard money to close real estate transactions. Also later on in the show, we'll have Rocket Tom Teramina with another way to think outside the globe. We'll be back after this. This is Helen Graham. And John Graham from REMAX Premier Properties. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Street Street Smarts on the house. Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com or call 775-284-1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Caliber Home Loans, located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, 89509. Equal housing lender. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Good day, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you today. Enjoying a very nice Wednesday afternoon in northern Nevada, talking about real estate and real estate for investors. Many people become investors when they buy that first home. They are now proud homeowners, and they get the bug. They like fixing them up. They see that there's appreciation in many cases if you take care of your home. And before long, they start to wonder, maybe this could be something we could enjoy. Here at Nevada Real Estate Radio, we help our listeners find out what kind of a background, what kind of education you need before you get started on being a real estate investor. And we do that by bringing the experts with us to the studio so that we can talk about different aspects of real estate, the borrowing of money, the paying back of money, uh, repairs, uh, inspections, appraisals, you name it, we cover it at some point or another on our radio show. Well, today, no different. We're going to be talking with a gentleman that's going to help solve that age-old mystery. How do you buy real estate when you don't have the cash in your pocket? With me today, Dave Washburn is our guest. He's with Socotra Capital. Welcome to the show, Dave. Thank you, Peter. Wonderful to be here. 
It's great to have you back as well, Dave. Always good to have your company. And you are in the business. You're in the trenches. You're helping people close deals in a very unusual way. You're not repairing any roofs or fixing plumbing situations. You're taking care of that problem we talked about going into this segment, which is how do you close deals when you don't have the money today? Many people have it, but they've got to get it from a bank or they've got to wait for their loan to close. And that can cost a lot of deals. So tell us what we're going to talk about today. Well, Peter, I want to explain to the listeners how they can borrow hard money and use it like cash to close deals very quickly so that when they are buying those investment properties, be it fix and flips, rentals, commercial buildings, they're able to use my money and close as quickly as cash. How to close deals quickly using other people's money, using hard money from a company like yours at Socotra Capital. Hang on. We'll be back after this message. When you're closing your real estate transaction, you need to be dealing with one of the top realtors in all of Northern Nevada. Diane Heaton, REMAX Realty Affiliates. Call Diane Heaton, 775-750-2409. Diane Heaton, Certified Residential Specialist at REMAX Realty Affiliates. In Northern Nevada, my name is Peter Padilla. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio. We are in our 11th year of helping people reach their goals of home ownership and home improvement by listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio, bringing the experts to you every week. And today we have Dave Washburn. Dave is a hard money lender at Socotra Capital. So Dave, uh, we were talking about how you can help people close money by using your money instead of the money that they would have to wait on to get a mortgage or to sell assets or whatever. Before we get into that, talk to us about the company, Socotra Capital. Yes, yeah, Socotra Capital has been making hard money loans since 2009. We are licensed in California and Nevada. We're a direct hard money lender, meaning we have already made the effort to go pool the funds that we're going to lend to our borrowers. We've got uh, strict underwriting standards, which allow us to raise that capital before the borrowers come to us with their specific loan scenario. And that gives us a speed advantage because a lot of other hard money lenders or private lenders have to go find individual beneficiaries. That guy might be on vacation, might be on the golf course might be dealing with family things, has a busy day, can't get back as quickly, whereas we're professionals, we're in the office every day, we can, in about 24 hours, get you loan approval, stick with those terms, and close those loans inside of a week if needed. That's your area of expertise, and we were talking with an associate here at the office not long ago, and she was reminding me of something, Dave, that, well, you know, sometimes I go to meetings of various real estate investors, and I hear all sorts of people talk about what they need, what they want, what they're looking for. Um, But many of the people I'm finding out are talking about how they are investors, but they say they also have some money to loan if somebody wants to loan some money. Apparently, they're trying to be independent, hard money lenders. What's your take on that? Well, Are they really doing that? Are they – is it a business or are they just doing it on the side? How does that work? Look, uh, we live in Nevada because we like – Less regulation, less taxes. Mm -hmm. We enjoy the lifestyle here. So far be it from me to tell somebody they can't lend their own money Mm -hmm. uh, on a real estate transaction. So there are plenty of people that do that. Um, Some advertise it. Some just do it for friends and family. Uh, There's a little bit of a gray area there because you are allowed, for instance, to lend your own money to your cousin, brother, etc. When you start to advertise loans and negotiate terms, when you take in applications, run credit, and behave like a lender, Mm -hmm. 
then uh, the mortgage lending division of Nevada steps in and says, you need to fall under uh, you know, our jurisdiction and get a license. And that includes full applications. They go through your credit report. You have to be bonded and insured. You as a lender have to be. Correct. All, I went yeah, through right. all that. They yeah. check any criminal record you have, uh, you know, past states you've been licensed in real estate. Make sure you're not you know, on the run from California coming to Nevada with uh, demerits on your record or license, those sorts of things. So there's very stringent under writing and there's uh, of of the lenders themselves by the mortgage lending division and there's a good reason for that. Nevada has suffered incredibly from the housing crisis that, you know, started in 07 and a lot of that was due to unscrupulous lenders and folks who were, you know, not doing the proper underwriting of borrowers and properties. So the MLD has uh, taken it upon themselves to tighten up those standards and so uh, that's done a great service to the consumer who's coming to borrow. Uh, the individuals, to answer your question, who are lending the money, uh, they don't quite fall under those jurisdictions. But yeah, if they're going to start advertising and doing multiple loans and uh, doing construction holdbacks and those sorts of things, uh, technically they are supposed to be licensed. My name is Peter Padilla. I'm your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm talking with Dave Washburn. Dave is a hard money lender at Socotra Capital. And on our radio show, we help people, well, with ideas and possible solutions to challenges they're having to becoming real estate investors or specifically buying an individual piece of real estate because many times the sellers, they want cash and they want it quickly. They might have an emergency of their own that they're trying to solve. And the other thing is when you have cash, maybe many times you can even get a better price because it's a negotiation. We close quicker but uh, and we got cash but might need a little bit of, of discount on the price. Whatever the reason – Cash is king. It still is, and many times you just can't get it quickly enough, so that's where a company like Dave Washburn's comes into play. Dave, you're talking about all that licensing that you're doing, and um, I'm sure that a lot of people really did get burned with hard money loans just like they got burned when they had institutional loans during the housing crisis. It's no wonder that the mortgage lending division requires hard money lenders to go through all the scrutiny that a mortgage lender at a big industrial institutional bank would have to go through. But there are differences because in your case, you're only dealing with people that are talking about investment real estate. Yeah, exactly. And and the reason is there are a certain number of rules and disclosures and things that govern a consumer purchase, which is when somebody's buying something they are going to use, for instance, a home they're going to live in. And so that slows down the process of writing a loan to that person because the government wants to make sure they understand every single penny they're going to be spending, who the money's going to go to. They'll have plenty of time to shop for different services, title, escrow, lender, appraisal, etc. And so what that does is that extends that timeline. So you oftentimes have 45 days, 30 Mm -hmm. days to close a loan. But as we know, sellers have different motivations and timelines. And oftentimes that's a quick close. And that can be to meet payroll, uh, to not bleed into another calendar year. Maybe they owe somebody money and they're going to get hit with penalties, fees, things like that. So there's oftentimes a great incentive to a buyer to close quickly. And we like to fill in that gap. We can move quickly with them because we're a direct lender, because it's for investment purpose. Uh, We can cut some of that red tape and get in there and close oftentimes in about a week. So obviously, it's, it's it's the fact that hard money loans 
just by their very sound and nature, they're going to be a higher interest rate than you would get if you went to one of the big national banks and applied for a, a mortgage to even get investment property. But the difference is the term. You know, many people think, gee, if I'm going to pay a higher interest rate, wow, I'm stuck with that for 30 years. No, they're not. And that's one of the first things we work with is how are they going to be getting out of my loan? We're called a bridge lender, a bridge from one place to another. We're helping them get over that river, body of water, Mm -hmm. call it what you will. And the idea there is they've got a need, which is buying this property at a discount now. And then they've got a goal, which might be fixing it up and selling it at a, at, at a profit. Or it could be a fourplex where they need to get in, do some improvements to the units, raise the rents, stabilize it, and then get a bank loan. Mm-hmm. Each situation is going to be different. And so we work with that person and whoever their real estate agent is on the resale or lender on the refinance so that we have a really tight timeline on what they're going to be doing. And we might write a six or nine month note for a fix and flip. And we might write a five-year note for somebody who wants to buy, stabilize a property. Maybe they've come out of a bankruptcy. They need to improve their credit, and then they'll be able to refinance. Very good. I've got a question for you, too. Uh, This question has been asked to me before, and uh, I'm sure people are thinking about it right now as they're listening to you on the radio. So let's say somebody buys a a primary residence, whether they bought it with a mortgage or cash, whatever, but they're living in the home now, and they own it free and clear. they got a ton of equity in this property, and now they want to take advantage of an investment property opportunity um, in the sense that they see another great home that they want to buy and they just don't have the cash. They're going to turn the home they're living now into rental property. They're moving out of that property. They're going to put it up for rent. Can you get a hard money loan on that property now that it has become investment property? Yeah. Any it's What it comes down to is what is the purpose of the monies that mm-hmm. we are giving somebody on a refinance? Uh-huh. So in this case, if even if they still lived in there, we could do the loan as long as where the money goes is towards a business purpose. Mm-hmm. So we can work with small business owners to meet payroll, uh, buy trucks, things like that, um, Mm -hmm. so they can expand their business. We can work with real estate investors if they want to pull money out to buy um, income-producing properties, lots that they're going to build on, businesses, etc. We just have to be very clear that the purpose of the money is not to go towards their owner-occupied residence and purchase of that. Very good. More questions coming your way. Dave Washburn from Socotra Capital about hard money lending. And later in the show, we're also going to talk about the recent statistics in the housing market in Northern Nevada. Direct to us from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. We'll be right back. This is Trevor Richardson from Dixon Commercial Group. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he helps Northern Nevada investors invest in real estate. Thank you, Peter. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening combines... Attention all residents of Northern Nevada. This is a high heat alert. Temperatures will be in the high 90s and 100s for an extended period of time. Call SunTech Solar Screening to block the sun and heat from your windows. Now back to our commercial. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 352-9396. 
Senior citizen and military discounts. SunTech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech Solar Screening for a free estimate. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening. Many times, closing a real estate deal fast is the key to getting the great deal done. At Socotra Capital, we help you get the money fast. This is Dave Washburn, Vice President of Loans and Investments at Socotra Capital. We are a hard money lender for real estate transactions that need to close fast, way before banks or institutional financing can complete the deal. We're ready to talk to you about closing your transaction quickly, and we can get you the money fast. Visit www.socotracapitalnevada.com or call 775-420-4990 for a personal appointment. Thank you. Socotra Capital Nevada is located at 298 Kingsbury Grade, Suite 1G, State Line, Nevada, 89449. David Washburn's NMLS agent number 51269. Socotra Capital Nevada, Incorporated. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. My name is Peter Padilla, and you're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio. You notice how hot it's getting outside? Man, it is hot in the air. Hot, hot, hot. The heat is on in northern Nevada, and many people wonder how can they cool their rooms that face the sun with those direct windows. Well, I recommend you contact the good folks at SunTech Solar Screens. They can help reduce your cooling costs in the summer by 30% or more. And how do they do it? Well, they've got a very simple business. They have the most incredible sunscreens. I encourage you to make shade while the sun shines with SunTech Solar Screening. Visit solarscreensofreno.com. In the studio today, I'm talking with Dave Washburn. He's a hard money lender at Socotra Capital. He helps people close deals quickly when they're looking to purchase investment property, refinance investment property. Heck, I've heard even do he'll even do a loan on land, raw land. Dave, is that right? Yeah, we still do some of those. Um, they're, com- they're becoming fewer and fewer. Uh, what we're seeing is in this market, a lot of people have bought up the properties that they're going to be able to build out this cycle. Mm-hmm. And so there's less and less of them available. But yeah, we still like them and take a look at them. Yeah, I know you do some incredible things, and I hear that from your clients, uh, that you help them close deals quickly, make things happen, and investment property, well, that's on the minds of everybody, even when you're buying primary residence, because you know that most people don't live in their homes much beyond four or five years. They move on. Many people, they turn that first home into investment property, so people want to know what's going on today. Well, we have the most recent report from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors is the May 2016 report looking back at the most recent month. The Reno Sparks Association of Realtors uh, reports that the medium sales and uh, number of homes in the region, uh, they obtained their information, of course, from the Northern Nevada Regional Multiple Listing Service. Now, during 2016 of May, Washoe County had 584 sales of existing single-family homes. That's a 1% increase 
from the year prior in 2015, and it's a 3% increase from just a month before April of 2016. Now, it also reported that the median sales price for an existing single-family residence in Washoe County is $310,000. Isn't that incredible, Dave? I mean, it, it just seems like yesterday it was one fifty. Yeah, we've we've seen a clean double in the market now. In other words, a one hundred percent increase in in home prices uh, basically since the bottom. But I think the thing that most people need to keep in mind is interest rates have also come down over the last month or two. And uh, I'm talking now about the conventional loans, not the ones I put together, but you know, folks who are going out and getting 30-year fixed bank money. Mm-hmm. That money's come down in price. And every time that ticks down, that gives the same earner just a little more borrowing power to push that price up. So it doesn't surprise me to hear that uh, you know we've added five or 10 grand to the median home price when you see that people are borrowing money at cheaper and cheaper rates. Well, there must be some good value there, and they do, because when you look at what happened from a year prior, that 310000 it actually went up 9% from the year before, and it was a big jump just month to month from April to May of 5%. So all of these numbers, of course, they're for single-built homes. Uh, they don't include modular or manufactured. The median price of a condominium in Washoe County in 2016 was $145,000. Now, that doesn't sound like very much compared to the prices, median price of homes is less than half. But that price, that value of 145 it went up 13% in a year. So even the small places are picking up. It probably says a lot about the momentum of the real estate market, but it also talks probably about where people go when the prices do get so high. Yeah, although on a monthly basis, the difference between owning a condo and a home, um, just not including maintenance and those things, but just on a monthly basis, isn't that different because those folks have, uh, you know, all their HOA and everything included in there. So, you know, when you factor in those condo association dues, oftentimes those can be a few hundred dollars a month. Then you're borrowing, you know, you could be in the $1,500 a month range when you include your mortgage and, and what you owe for parking and those sorts of oh, things. Yeah. And when you look at that single family home, you know, at 300 grand, that's not that far off, yeah. um, you know, if those folks are putting 20% down. Right. And then, of course, you've got the condo hassle factor that you don't have quite so much when you live at home, right? You got just a little bit more open space, a little bit more individual space. Yep. And so those are, uh, you know, trade-offs that people make. And you know you're making them when you're buying either of those. But, um, yeah, it's interesting to see both of those moving up in tandem and seeing that strength in the market. What I find interesting is there's still the basic lack in inventory. So, Homes that are going on the market that are priced correctly are still getting snapped up extremely quickly. Yeah. So, you know, and and this all talks, too, about the improving rental market. So, obviously, as people decide not to purchase homes, Dave, and they're looking to buy or rather rent and rent a house, rent a condo, whatever, uh, there's a market for investors who buy the kind of property that these people want to rent and want to live in. So that's what's exciting for our radio listeners is that if you're an investor in real estate or you want to be a real estate investor, it's like you know your customers are there. You don't have to do a big research study to know people need to live someplace and there's a housing shortage in northern Nevada. There is. uh, That is one of the areas, though, where we are seeing a lot of development is in the multifamily world. We are seeing a number of 
um, different projects coming online in the Reno area. And we're also seeing a huge push, of course, from the university uh, to build more student housing. So there's a lot going on to bring, uh, you know, bodies to the area and and folks from work, school, play. And uh, yeah, so it's exciting times here in the Reno real estate market. Now you do hard money loans all across the state of Nevada, right? Correct. Although for obvious reasons, the vast majority falls in, you know, the Reno Tahoe market and Las Vegas. Well, the reason I ask about that, Dave, is I'm very excited about a small community that's not too far from Reno, Nevada, and that's Fernley. Let me give you a little idea of what happened as far as the report from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors when we think about Fernley. They had 46 sales in May. That's a 7% increase from the year before and a 5% increase from the previous month. So there is activity there. The median sales price in Fernley for a single-family residence is $181,250. That's a 10% increase from the year before and a 7% decrease from the prior month. Maybe maybe, maybe Fernley has peaked. Regardless, when you look at that median price of $181,250, Versus about $310,000 in Reno, uh, that's about, what, 35 miles away, maybe 40 yep. at the tops? Yep. Whew, that's a lot of money difference for that kind of miles. Granted, it's a different community, but I like Fernley, and I'm hearing about more investors looking at Fernley as an opportunity. They are, and I've talked to some friends who even own and rent out there, and you know they talk about how much cheaper it is. Uh, and as long as gas prices stay low, the commute is reasonable and not too expensive. So I think you're going to continue to see people get priced out of the Reno market at the 300 plus range and want to go into the Fernley market mm-hmm. at uh, you know below 200 grand. And if you're an FHA buyer with three and a half percent down, if you're a VA buyer who's trying to get in with low or no down, mm-hmm. that makes a huge difference uh, that at 100, 125,000. And so I can see why a lot of people find that an attractive buy. I would think a lot of young people would look at that as a great opportunity, especially if they're techies and taking in consideration the proximity of the Tahoe Industrial Park. It's pretty well between Sparks and Fernley. If you've got any kind of a gig going out there, that would be a good place to do some positioning. Uh, I, I love the rural lifestyle and the you know the small town feel, yet you have such close access to all of the major facilities of gaming and shopping available in Reno because you know between Fernley and Sparks, there are no stoplights. There aren't, and if you uh, ever drive through there, you feel the geography of that canyon, and it really won't allow for a whole lot of growth. So I also wouldn't be worried about a number of communities springing up between Sparks and Fernley that would cut out or you know add competition right. to the market. There's very little room for a developer to go in and add a lot of homes, and mm-hmm. so that's an exciting uh, prospect for people to be on the Truckee River out there in uh, Fernley. You know it. Now, in your in your world of hard money lender, as much as you're helping people accomplish their goal of buying real estate, great prices because they've got cash to work with and they're able to take advantage of short-term opportunities, you're also solving a lot of problems, I'm sure, for people. Uh, and that's really what we cherish in our business, Dave, is that we can make people ha- happy by solving, helping them solve some of their problems while at the same time we make other people happy. Like if you've got somebody who's got a challenge with their home and they're, 
They're just they've got to get rid of it. They need cash quickly. Uh, if you can structure it properly, you can help a family that's looking to buy a home that can't find a home because of the housing shortage or because the house might need some repairs first. The seller doesn't have the money. I mean, all sorts of challenges. You get you get into the personal aspects of helping people in your business. I hope you have a story or two that you can share with us on the next segment of our show. Yeah, Peter, I look forward to it. It's one of my favorite parts of the real estate business. Dave Washburn to the rescue. So we're going to talk with you about how you do it at Socotra Capital Hard Money Lending after this message. But first, we're going to hear from my friend Rocket Tom, someone who helps me think outside the globe. Although the common meaning of words evolve with time, they tend to define the values of society at any given moment. In the 1920s, gay meant happy and upbeat person. Today, gay defines sexual identity. In the 1930s, a twist was a woman of questionable morals. Today, it's a piece of fruit in your cocktail. Traditionally, dead meant the absence of life. Now I understand it's taking on the meaning of a very successful concert performer. The current term that I believe is among the most insincere, disrespectful, and arrogant is whatever. It appears to be a contraction of whatever you say or whatever you want to do, but it's used in a tone and often conveys the message that I don't want to hear your opinion. I disagree with you, but I don't have a logical response, and I simply do not care what you do. It conveys a message that you just don't matter to me, and I'm not disposed to engage in any more conversation with you. Why lower yourself to communicate like a non-participant in life? Words have meaning. Choose them carefully. Articulate your thoughts. Convey your genuineness through the tone and words you use. Solicit feedback from those with whom you are communicating. Create understanding rather than confusion. Unless you have little self-respect, avoid terms like whatever that brand you as a thoughtless and detached individual. Catch my drift? To learn more about thinking outside the globe, you can find me at the web at rockatom.com. This is Annie Grogan, Assistant Vice President at Fidelity National Home Warranty. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is instrumental in keeping us informed on up-to-date real estate information. Street smarts on the house. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening, 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening. You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla. Having a good time here talking about real estate and real estate for investors. And people... Well, there's all sorts of homes that you can buy in northern Nevada. Would you believe this? There are over 12,000 homes in the Reno Sparks area that have swimming pools. Yes, they actually have swimming pools. And I wish I had a swimming pool today because look outside. It is hot, hot, hot. I would love to jump in my swimming pool right now and enjoy the cool water. I know that many people that have swimming pools are listening to this message. Please invite me to your house. And I want you to know that you should visit Bobby Bryant at Pool Supply Outlet. They're at the corner of Marietta Avenue and Glendale Avenue 
in Sparks, Nevada, and they've got everything you need for your swimming pool. Toys, the right kinds of ingredients that you need to put into the pool to keep it nice and clean, pumps, filters. They've got that really cool thing called a creepy crawler. Keeps your pool clean 24-7. I encourage you to stop by their store and ask them about the specials that they have this month at Pool Supply Outlet. Visit their website, poolsupplyoutletreno.com. With me in the studio, Dave Washburn. Dave's a hard money lender at Socotra Capital. And Dave, uh, like any lender, your company is fully licensed, bonded. I've told people on many an occasion, the way to lose friends and family, lend money to them. If you want to keep your friends and family close to you and somebody's talking about a loan, I'd first suggest you talk to Dave Washburn. He can give you the professional attention you need. And, Dave, you are always making people happy, solving problems, uh, putting people in homes that they couldn't get into otherwise, not because you loan them the money, but many times you're lending money to the owner of the property to fix the homes. The uh, Maybe they have a mortgage they've got to pay off before they can sell the home. I know there's lots of personal attention you give to your clients. Would you share a story or two, perhaps, of some of the ways that you've helped people in your business at Socotra Capital? Yeah, I'm working on one right now down in uh, Rancho Marietta in California. And the um, client came to me because he has been ripped off, uh, for lack of a better term, by his contractor. He was attempting to fix up a property uh, that had come to him through the family. Thought he would, uh, you know, go ahead and improve it and then keep it as a rental. And uh, so he's gotten a lot of money into this thing. And, you know, the cabinets are hung, but the doors aren't on and the hinges and different things. And the guy walked off the job with a lot of money. Mm. So he's stuck and he can't turn around and sell the home because uh, you wouldn't be able to get a conventional loan on it because there's no doors on the cabinets, no countertops. It's not... uh, you know, a place where a family could live yet. And so you can't get a loan or an appraisal done. So I, uh, he called me directly and just said, who do you know who'd be able to help me with this? So of course I have fix and flip folks who have done dozens of deals with me. I know they do quality work. And so I've been able to bring them in. They can purchase the home at the price this gentleman needs to leave with all of his money intact. And, uh, they're going to be able to also, uh, fix up the place, get a new home on the market, meet some of that inventory demand that we're dealing with, and also make a buck. So it's uh, something we were able to do, and it'll probably take us about two to three weeks, tip to tail, to make the whole thing happen. Wow. It's got so many moving parts, and there are complications, and then there's the money factor. I can see why somebody would struggle with a deal like that, because you don't know what to do. You kind of throw your hands up and say, maybe I should just walk away from this deal. But when you get a perspective from somebody who doesn't have an emotional attachment like you and Coach Capital, you're looking at it strictly as a business decision is how can we satisfy everybody's needs? And obviously everybody makes a little bit of money or gets what they want out of the transaction. Those complexities, I think, Dave, a lot of times people are just afraid to ask. They're maybe embarrassed. They are. And, you know, the other thing is real estate is capital intensive. It takes a lot of money to fix up a home, build a home, do tenant improvements on a commercial building. So you get in a spot where this gentleman had, you know, for lack of a better term, one bullet to fire at this project, if you will, and he missed with it. And so then how's he going to come up with another $50,000 to see this project through for countertops, finishes, appliances, yeah. et cetera? So, yeah, he came to me because he recognized, hey, this is my opportunity to leave with all of my money 
money still. It didn't work, but at least I'm not going to get crushed here yeah. if the market were to turn against him or if he had to go you know, some other route to finish that project off. And he's unfortunately stuck in a spot where he can't sell unless it's for cash or to somebody who's coming in with a hard money loan. And again, friends and family, sometimes they are available to help you out with some cash to make things happen. But you know, a lot of people are hesitant to do that, Dave, because I know a lot of family members and friends even that if they help you out once, they're going to remind you of that for the rest of their lives. Hey, you remember when I loaned you that ten grand? Hey, did you remember when I loaned you that ten grand? I mean, they're going to be using that against you basically for the rest of your life. When you're dealing with somebody like Socotra Capital, I don't suppose you're calling them up every week afterwards. Hey, remember we helped you out? Remember we helped you out? No, you know, we like to, to keep things in a, in a simple business relationship. And, uh, you know, a lot of times folks will come to us and say, I want to lend this gentleman money, and but I don't want to take on all the liability and the risk, the underwriting. I don't know what should be in a promissory note, what's illegal to put in a promissory note. I'm not 100% sure how to deal with escrow, make sure the proper insurance is in place, etc. So they'll come to us and they'll say, I want to lend this gentleman $200,000. Will you do the documentation, put it together for us uh, and help me make that loan, make a legal loan? And so we'll do that as well for folks for a fee. And that way they can have confidence in the loan that they've made, that it's legal, that they're going to be well secured, that they're going to be insured. But they also um, have a degree of separation for that person they've helped so that, as you said, they're not stuck at the Thanksgiving table getting uh, a lecture every time uh, they get asked to pass the, ma- pass the mashed potatoes. So, you know, it's something where it can be, again, a, a win-win solution for all the parties that are involved. Well, that's a great service that you provide, Dave. And I think anybody that's looking at making a major loan to a family member or a friend should take your advice and get some advice on their own on how to properly structure these deals so that they don't lose that friendship or that closeness with a family member. I'm talking with Dave Washburn. Dave is a hard money lender at Socotra Capital, solving problems every day for people that need to close transactions or that need cash to get their real estate ready to get on the market so they can move on with their lives, take advantage of the opportunities that are there. So, Dave, when people are are doing these kinds of deals – they are. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of paperwork. I'm. I know, but maybe I don't know. Is the scrutiny as high on somebody's character, background, job, marital status, divorce, all that stuff that you've got to go through when you get an institutional loan? Is it there too when you're talking about applying for a hard money loan? It is, but to a lesser degree. The the thing that we're really going to pay attention to is what's the value of the home? What's the equity in it? How can we make a loan based on that? And then the other factors are on the periphery, uh, whether you've been divorced, whether you're self-employed, what your credit score is. Those sorts of things have small influences. They're not going to be deal killers, but they will adjust maybe the rate or the loan to value that the underwriter will offer you. But Mm -hmm. it won't be a direct deal killer like it is in uh, institutional lending. Well, let me ask you about a challenge that I know a lot of people have because in my former life, Dave, I was a mortgage lender, and at the time, and I'm sure it's still true today, when you're applying for a mortgage loan, the banks look at your bank statements really carefully. And there was an instance when I was doing a mortgage, and one of my clients 
had uh, an overdraft on one of his accounts. It happened uh, in the last month or so. And, of course, he had overdraft insurance, so it was no big deal to him. But in the eyes of the bank, they made a big deal out of this because they said, wow, if, if you let your bank account overdraft $10 at a pizza joint just in the last 30 days and now you're asking us for $300,000 to buy a house, we're not sure you're that good of a credit risk. His response was, hey, I get, I've got overdraft protection, $2,000 worth. Why would a $10 pizza deal make a difference? Would that kind of scrutiny be it? prevalent with the hard money loan? No, those are the kinds of things where we take what we call as a common sense approach. Uh, you know, especially if somebody, let's say, overdrafted one account but had money in another. Yeah. Or you're in a situation where, um, you know, somebody makes a business decision. Those sorts of things we're able to appreciate mm-hmm. and uh, handle with a little more nuance than, um, you know, the underwriting restrictions of the conventional world. I'm working with a gentleman right now who has a 427 credit score, and we'll be able to get a loan together for wow. him. Um, and that's because we do an equity-based loan. So we look at what is the property worth and what is the uh, amount that the guy would like to borrow, and then we make a loan based on that. Obviously, we find that credit score to indicate a little higher risk, so his rate will uh, adjust a little higher, but we can still make the loan for him. And it's not like he's got to stay with that rate with that loan for 30 years. No, he doesn't. We'll work with him on what the timeline will be for him to improve his credit and be able to get a conventional loan or move out from our loan or turn mm-hmm. around and sell the, uh, the property. Mm-hmm. So we like to start with that end in mind and then work backwards from there and make sure we put that loan together with a term and rate, et cetera, that work for the borrower. Um, so that's really what we're focused on with hard money is finding solution-oriented loans. Well, let me ask you another question that I know is is on many people's minds, and that's this. A conventional bank loan, uh, institutional lender, when they look at that bank statement, they're also going to look to see how much money you have to make sure you have enough money to close the deal. You know, there's always closing costs. There's the down payment and everything related to buying a home. You have to have a certain amount of cash available to do that unless you're one of the truly fortunate that has a total zero to get in. But that's typically for primary residents. So regardless – the client now has enough cash to close the deal. They might have, oh, let's say the twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars that they need ready to close the deal. All they need is your your hard money loan or an institutional loan. But it just so happens that our client, that money he has is in cash. I mean, real cash. It's at his home. He keeps it in a safe. I know people that keep a lot of cash on hand, and then when the time is right, they want to use it. At an institutional bank, if they find out that there's cash involved of that amount. Everybody's got to hit the brakes because they want to know where did that cash come from? Where did you get it? When did you get it? Who did it come from? It's crazy in that world. Dave, when it comes to hard money lending, can somebody come in with some that amount of cash if they've got it? Sure, but what it has to do is make sense. So what we're going to say is – you know, if they bring it in at the 12th hour and walk it into escrow, of course that won't work because they didn't tell people and escrow is not going to take the money and now that's going to, you know, queer the deal. Well, that's a surprise. Is what sure. That is. What we want is no surprises, which means tell me up front, mm-hmm. are you buying this? Yes. Okay. Where's your 30000 down coming from? Well, it's coming from my uncle. Well, that's fine. You just have to tell us. 
Or, you know what, I'm going to be getting a second from a business partner, and that's going to be uh, a junior lean behind you. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you for telling me. Mm. Um, Hey, I've got it uh, over here in this other business. I run a coffee shop. We sell a lot of cups of coffee. We have a lot of cash on hand. It's Mm -hmm. a cash business. People don't run their card every time they give us two bucks. So, yeah, we have a lot of cash uh, that we deposit. Okay, great. That story makes sense. So as long as they're up front with us and the story makes sense, then we're able to continue with the deal. If it's a situation where, uh, yeah, they don't, and they're just walking in briefcases of money at the at the very last minute, then uh, no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kill that deal because we don't know where it's coming from or what's going on. So that's the thing I always tell people at the start. Hey, we understand you might have bad credit. We understand you might have been through a bankruptcy. We understand you might be borrowing this money from your uncle. Just let us know uh, so that we can do our underwriting and quote you properly from the start. Dave Washburn from Socotra Capital has been our guest today. Dave, I've got all of your contact information on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. That way they can find you quickly. Socotra Capital Nevada, it's a great company. I'm glad you're with us today. Any final thoughts for our listeners? Keep your eyes out on this hot market. You know, low inventory means opportunity, especially if you can close quickly. Mm-hmm. So I look forward to hearing from them. You can give me a ring at 775-420-4990, and I'd be happy to help your listeners with any of their private money needs. Excellent. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in to today's show as well and invite you to tune in again next week. Same time, same station. Tell your friends, your family, your loved ones, or anybody that you know that's going to make a big investment in real estate to tune in. They won't be disappointed with the information they get to make a better decision. We'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com. So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750. Thank you. Summit Funding is an equal housing lender.